And now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes to chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. I am your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and we want to welcome you to another Sunday, almost summer evening here in Southern California. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. We've been attending the Yellowtail Derby here at the Bally High Restaurant in beautiful Shelter Island. The award ceremony was today, and we're going to have a couple of guests from that event that have stayed over to be with us, so you're going to want to stay tuned. Hear how they caught their fish, and hear the results of the Yellowtail Derby. Also, later on tonight, we're going to have Billy Egan with us. Billy Egan is director of uh, WN Bass, One Bass. He's at Clear Lake, and if we can get a hold of him, he's going to tell us about the One Bass Clear Lake Open that's going to be starting next week. Also, Stan uh, has brought a special guest with us, with him, so he's going to surprise us with that and all kinds of things happening. But before we get the show started, let's speak to the man himself. He is the voice of one 800 bass boat and a pretty good fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? So far, so good. Had a pretty good weekend, so can't complain. Well, you know, any weekend you can spend fishing, Stan, is is uh, pretty neat. So congratulations on that. Maybe a little bit later on we'll talk about what you did because, uh, again, it was a noteworthy event. Thank you. (laughs) I thought thought it was one of those things where you, well, we'll talk about it a little later. How's that? (laughs) Okay. Hey, right now Wendy is with us, but I think she will be with us later on. So let's get to our first guest. As we happen to mention, we are at the Bally High Restaurant, beautiful Shelter Island, and the Yellowtail Derby ended yesterday on Saturday. Today, Sunday, was the award ceremonies at the Bally High Restaurant. There were three categories. There was the halibut category, the white sea bass category, and, of course, the yellowtail category. And it was really a contested category. And we want to give congratulations to Rick Maxa. He won it with a 45-pound yellowtail. That was excellent. Rick had to take off, couldn't be with us. But we have the second-place finisher, and I think this finish 
is also extremely exceptional. I've got the person with us finishing second in the International Yellowtail Derby, Katerina Eckhart. Katerina is with us. Welcome, Katerina. Well, thank you, John. Hey, it is great. You know, there was 80 people in the Yellowtail Derby. They were all submitting fish, and you came in second place. I mean, this isn't a fluke because you are a fishing person, are you not? Oh, God, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that just about sums it up. (laughs) Yep, that's pretty good. (laughs) You know, before we get on to what you did, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get to like the sport of sport fishing the way you do, Katerina? Well, first of all, the start of the thing goes to my Bella Papa from Italy. Um, Starting to fish me in Sicily and then onto rivers and lakes. And as I got older, fell in love with uh, salt water even more. And how can you not? An incredible San Diego. Well, hell yeah. are, Are you a native Californian or what? No, I was born in Europe. Okay, and uh, when did you come to the United States, and were your parents with you, and did they enjoy fishing the way you enjoy it now? My mother absolutely hated it. She could not even stand fish or skin or guts in her skin. (laughs) My father was the hero. Oh, no kidding. And did you settle in San Diego, or did you first settle somewhere else before you came to San Diego? The first time I came to San Diego, I fell in love with it, and you can't get me out. There'd be be nail marks in the pavement. Uh, Okay. And about about the fishing, how how did you get involved? I mean, how did you start fishing? Because were you married and had a husband that loved it too, or did you go out on your own and blaze a new trail? Definitely blazing a different type of uh, trail. And you got to excuse me for my accent. One thing I could never get quite rid of with the different languages. Katerina, uh, don't be doing that because you speak English better than I do. And I've lived here all my life. So uh, you're coming through loud and clear. Great. Do you great see job. how kind John is? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it was actually I always fished. And I continued fishing after the death of my father. I almost got killed on several boats because anything floating I needed to be on. And always went to different boats, and then it upgraded to friends' boats, my boats. And several years ago, a very dear friend of mine, and I have to mention his name, Fred Huber from Point Loma Sport We, we know Fred. Yep. A, Adore him, and also Steve. Fred and Steve, they own several boats in Point Loma Sport Fishing. And they talked me into actually joining and going on to sport fishing boats. And I was intimidated. Intimidated the shit out of me, actually. Well, you know, why that? You think you were um, entering the bastion of male dominancy? Yes. Uh, Every time when I, with my little boats, saw the big sports fishing boats coming in, okay, you all know they were loaded with guys. Nothing wrong with that, but it is intimidating. Well, tell us, how did you get over that? 
It took almost a year of Fred Huber to calm me down and talk me into joining onto the boat. And the crews are incredible. And in the meantime, I have gotten many lady friends to join because these people take care of families, children, ladies. It's incredible how they take care of people and overcome your fears and teach you. Well, I think that's something we've always emphasized with the San Diego fleet over here, that uh, it's a special experience being on these boats now, our floating hotels, and there is such competition even among the different sports fishers here that most all of them are really excellent, and even a person that has square one experience can come aboard the boat and not feel intimidated because of the fact that these people are here to show you a good time and a good experience. You're spending a lot of money to be with them, and they want to make sure you get your money's worth. Yes, and they do. Well, tell us a little bit now about the Yellowtail Derby. What, wh- how did you enter? Who entered you? Did you enter by yourself? And tell us about what you caught and how you went about ca- catching it. Well, to find out even about the Yellowtail Derby was kind of a fluke. Um, first, I read about it on Facebook, and then I was a day at the docks, and the Yellowtail Derby stand was there, and I met John. And, oh, my God, how can you not love him? (laughs) Okay, and that's John Campbell you're talking about. Yeah, he is the director of the Derby. And he talked you into entering the Derby. Was this your first year in it? Yes. Okay. Now, how would you go about catching your fish? Were you on a a private boat? Were you on a, a sports fisher or what? I was on a sports fishing boat, and thank you very much. All of my fishing of the yellowtail I did on the Mission Bell out of Point Loma Sport Fishing. And I dearly, dearly want to thank the captains and the crew, um, Steve, Karen, David, and Scott, very, very dearly, because they were very encouraging about me entering and keeping me focused and uh, rooting for me. All right, now the Mission Bell out of uh, Point Loma Sports Fishing. If I'm not mistaken, that's a three-quarter day boat? Yes, sir. All right. And tell us, a little, tell us a little bit about the details about your fish and what finally the tail of the tape was. Well, actually, that particular day was a very frustrating day for really? me. Yes. Well, how come? At least well, it started that so, way. I don't mind the weather so much, but I feel bad when other people get sick. That particular day, there were a lot of people that endured the seasickness. And um, it was a little rough, and we were up at Coronado's. And all of a sudden, it actually even started to drizzle. And we know that is quite an emergency in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) We never see that. And your your fish, uh, you know, you're on a three-quarter day boat. There was a lot of people probably with you and on the boat at the same time. What happened that was really special for you? Well, the great day, the thing is on the Mission Bell, they don't overload. And um, we were not super crowded, but almost sold out. And I tend to um, quickly change to the conditions. And I uh, actually yo-yoed and dropper looped. 
So first I realized nothing is happening on fly line. There were just smaller ones caught uh, between 15 and 20. So I changed to drop a loop, trying to get the big bad boy with the moss on his back. <laughs> so did, do you tie the drop a loop yourself? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. John Collins. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Braid. I run a I run a, a forty braid and tied it um, to a John Collins um, thirty triple X, which fishes about a forty. I don't know about you. This lady's putting me to shame. She, she does the knots. She goes out fishing by herself, and then she catches a qualifying fish for the Yellowtail Derby. So, was the fish you caught on a dropper loop with a live bait? Yes, sir. All right, and tell us about. The fight and what what you find what the result was. Well, the first one that was the one I really wanted to catch. I lost and I almost went overboard. And um, uh, David, one of the deckhands, actually grabbed me on my back and pulled me down on the <laughs> on the um, on the front of the boat. And they advised me to please let go of the pole, not to be pulled overboard. I fought the fish for about 20 minutes, and I swear it was the biggest yellowtail I ever had on my pole. Mm. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it in. Oh. And yes, Rick, Max, I was thinking about you. I wanted to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's don't put the cart before the horse, because we're going to give out those results later on. So, yeah, you have bad weather. It's drizzling. You've, you're in the Yellowtail Derby. You're there to catch a fish for the Yellowtail Derby. You've had a big fish on. You fought it, and it got away. You must have been, felt lower than the snake's belly. I wanted to cry. Okay. But what did you do? I, br- I took a very deep breath, and I said, please give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, what happened after that? Uh, it took me another spot. We moved on to another spot, and it drizzled a little harder. And uh, I got hooked up again, uh, this time on a yo-yo. Fly line didn't work. Again, they were smaller, so I went to a yo-yo, uh, white and blue, 7X, and um, hooked up, hooked up pretty good. But I knew it wasn't as heavy as the one that I lost, oh, so man. I cried even when I had it hooked on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you brought it in, and uh, you weighed it in, and what did it weigh at? Um, only 29.2. Oh, my, only 29.2. <laughs> Santa, have you had a 20-pound yellowtail this season? <laughs> uh, not this year yet. Yeah. I oh, don't, wait a minute. I know what you no. mean. Hey, Stan, go fishing with me. Yeah, you've got, you've deal. got to go fishing with me. <laughs> for sure. You know, um, so you entered it in the Yellowtail Derby, and I think Rick had automa- Rick had his fish in automatically, so you know where the bar was set. Oh, yeah. It was a very high bar. Hats off to him. Okay. and But where did your fish wind up in the standing? Second place. Second place. So here there are, I don't know, there were like only three or four women that I'm aware of that were entered in the Yellow Derby, the Yellowtail, two women entered in the Yellowtail Derby, 78 guys, 
and you get second place. I have to congratulate you. That is an outstanding, outstanding. achievement. Now, for second place, what'd you win? You recall? Oh hell yeah, lots of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and money. <laughs> yeah, a couple of bucks. Um, first of all, oh, she's, she's trying to go over to her purse to reach to get the list. Oh man, yeah, we can't forget that. Bobby Cotula from uh, Cousins Rods was here, and Cousins is one of the main sponsors. And Katarina is is sitting here now. You can hear her clicking around. She is holding one of the items that she got for second place. And what is that, Katarina? Okay, it's just one of those super, super awesome cool rods, uh, 40 to 60 pounds. You think I can do anything with that? Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> it is beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, it's uh, ready to roll with... Um, Fabulous Hypalon, my type of crib. Stan, I gotta paint you a picture. She she has her headphones on and she's standing like she's at the rail with her cousin's rod ready to hook up on another fish. Somebody needs to take a picture of that and text it to us. Oh man, this is, this I'm is, feeling the band, baby. That a girl. That a girl. All right. How well, big is know, that fish by the way? Stan's asking how big was your fish. It was only 29 pounds, 2 ounces. Only, only a 30 pounder, huh? Because no. I'm used to the 30, 32, 37 pounds. Well, yeah, that's okay. Still, you know, whatever it takes to win, I'm in. But let me tell you something. This sucker was feisty, <laughs> if it helps. <laughs> now, what, well, what's your next trip, uh, Katerina? Do you have another trip planned now? Oh, heck yeah. Okay, well, I mean... <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Well, you don't have to tell us the exact date, because I know if they know you're on the boat, it's going to be sold out. But when are you going out, and what are you going to go out for? Um, well, Bluefin is here. Oh, okay. So what do you think? Well, <laughs> that, I think you need to take that rod with you, because that, that 40 to 50-pound spring is going to come into play. It's rod. <laughs> right. Hey... Katerina, congratulations. Second place in the International Yelltail Derby with uh, uh, 20, 25, 29 pounds. 29.2 ounces. Yeah, I know. 29.2 ounces. Uh, you've been delightful. I We've enjoyed having you. And I hope we get you on again when you get that big bluefin tuna, okay? Let's do it. And thank you to Finbomb, um, awesome supporters. Uh, so, Isoline, thank you very much. I caught my winning fish on your line. Right. Uh, Point Loma Landing for your continued support in my endless endeavors and supporting me with preserving my fish and rooting for me. And the gang uh, over at Fisherman's Landing Tackle. Thank you for Fisherman's Landing Tackle. Amen. All right. And thank you for John Campbell and the Yellowfin Ter- uh, Derby. All right. Uh, until next year. All right. Hey, and we're going to have more about the Yelltail Derby later on, but we got to take a break right now. Katarina, thank you for being with us and staying over a little bit ahead of time. This is Rod and Real Radio on AM540 or Rod and Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. we got a break now, but coming on up, what the heck is Phil thinking? And it's Phil Friedman. So stay tuned. More to come.
You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gabakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. The Gabakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gabakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will scent my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. In Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. I'm your host, Hopalong okay. John Cassidy. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. And Stan, that last guest, I... I can't believe the fire in there for going fishing. Just, just fantastic. 
That is great. I mean, you can tell how excited she gets real quick there. Thank you. And uh, definitely, the, she's got the bug. Is he going to go get him? She's got that new Cousins Rods now. She's ready to go out for uh, bluefin. She's scheduled to go out again. She likes fishing the Mission Bell. And I've got to hand it to her, uh, uh, a single gal that just goes out there and competes with the guys, stands toe-to-toe with them on the rail, and brings in fish, and is the second-place finisher in the international Yellowtail Derby. Congratulations. That's very cool. That is very Katarina cool. Eckert. Hey, it's time for What the Heck is Phil Thinking? Here's the host of Phil Friedman Radio and Phil Friedman Outdoors, Mr. Phil Friedman. Phil, how you doing tonight? I am doing great, John, Wendy, and Stan, and, of course, everybody out there in the listening audience. Always great to be with you. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, and it's great to be with you, John. Oh, man. It, it, you know, it's hard to believe that we're only in June, and offshore we're seeing the fishing conditions we're seeing. Uh, Stan, uh, what, what do you know, Phil? John, you're right. Hey, I want to send out a shout-out to a bunch of great people who were here with us. We did a beach cleanup day in honor of World Oceans Day, which is tomorrow, and Tatiana Torres from Aventura Salari Libre was here, and Veronica and Patricia, and just a whole bunch of really great people who made some of the best Sinaloa cuisine and yellowtail tacos I've ever had, John. So I wanted to get that out of the way, first of all, and, and give them my love as they are driving home right now. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is that offshore bite is still not clicking, but, man, there's a lot of fish out there, and we're just waiting for that light switch to go on. I mean, there was a three-day trip that got in today with 24 bluefin, six yellowfin, and nine yellowtail, a couple of one-day trips with a yellowtail each. So we're both with slightly better scores, but most guys are struggling offshore right now, and it's just really frustrating because they are certainly seeing copious amounts of bluefin tuna, there's some yellowtail on the kelps, and it looks like you could kick in the gear at any point in time. I, as a betting guy, I would have bet that during that full moon period, John, that that fish would have gone off, but it didn't really go off. It's still kind of hit and miss, so we'll just keep our fingers crossed on that. There's a lot of other options that we'll discuss here in just a moment. But the other thing that's incredible about that area of bluefin, and, and when I say area, I mean there are so many different areas and zones loaded up with this bluefin, but the size of that fish, some 80-pound stuff, some 100-pound stuff. Of course, Pete Thomas with the article on the guy that shot that 172-pound fish five miles off Dana, there's some incredibly big fish, and that makes it even more enticing. And, you know, one of these days that light switch is going to go on, and when it goes on, it just goes on everywhere for some really weird reason. So we'll keep watching that. San Clemente Island is another area. Worth taking a look at. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of yellows there. Some of the yellows have been small, but you look at the Oceanside 95 earlier in the week, and he had over a buck 20 on the yellows. Nice fishing, mostly smaller this time. The, the fish that are out on a reef we call Desperation Reef, those are the big ones when they come in and fish calico bass on the kelp line. Those fish, those yellows seem to be smaller in there. Some, some are even shakers, you know, ones that shake and they go back in the water. But there's a lot of action out there. I just heard from the pursuit. John Woodrum just called into PFO Media. 33 yellowtail at Catalina Island today. And several of those fish were the nicer grade fish. Over there at John Woodrum on the pursuit, leaving every morning at 6 a.m. out of 22nd Street Landing. He picked away some bass and sheepshead and whitefish and that kind of stuff also. Rick Fuentes just called me, and he's a pro staffer for Aventuras Aladdin Libre. 
and he told me he talked to a couple of guys and sent them out near the oil rigs today. They're private boaters, and they wanted to go out yellowtail fishing. Well, that mission was accomplished. They got the yellows, but I think we have right now, and I haven't looked, but I could do it while I'm talking to you. Um, I think we have on PFO on Facebook a picture of a 100-plus pound opa that these guys caught out there today also. So there is, you know, that is just as incredible as it gets. And I'm not sure whether that photo is up quite yet. Joaquin Espinosa was going to put it up, but he was having an awful lot of good. Oh, there he is. Beautiful, man. Big opa on PFO on Facebook. And these guys have a bunch of yellows that they caught out there. And the local yellowtail bite up here, John, remains excellent. Sport King today out of L.A. Waterfront. Sport fishing, 19 yellowtail, 18 to 25 pounders. And the Southern Cal, my friend Mitch Christensen, the captain of the SoCal, he has been red hot. He had 27 yellows this morning. That with a ton of boat pressure, just boats running all over the place, skips running through the fish when they come up, and really making it very, very difficult, and still coming up with a couple of good scores. Other guys had very difficult days due to all this boat pressure. But that score on the Sword King and the Southern Cal tells me, that tomorrow is going to be a great day to be out there because that boat pressure is going to come off, and that yellow really showed itself again here today. Most of that fish is on the bait. They do bite the iron. You can't catch them on both surface and yo-yo, but 25 to 40-pound mono with a 2.0 size hook and a really good hot sardine and about a half-ounce sliding egg sinker has really been golden on those yellows. And, man, those are beautiful, beautiful fish, no question about that. Channel Islands, a little breezy, but still some very good rock fishing up there, and a little sprinkling of sea bass and some yellows up there in that neck of the woods also. So, I mean, you know, there's just no end to it. Down here by the jetty, we had this uh, big beach cleanup party, as I mentioned to you, John, and uh, we went down there and started throwing some lures, uh, myself, my kids, Joaquin, and Joaquin had a nice, big, legal halibut come unbuttoned in the surf right when he was starting to drag it up uh, he had it on a crocodile, and you should have seen him doing this dance, trying to catch that thing before it got back out to sea. It was pretty cool. It was it was pretty comical, and it got away from him. So that was a few less fish tacos that we were able to consume today. But that's life. Well, you know, uh, I was on the Shelter Island launch ramp all day yesterday, uh, helping uh, uh, Jerry Mayhew uh, run the uh, SBS uh, saltwater tournament here in uh, San Diego Bay. And we were talking with a lot of the guys that have been out there fishing. A lot of them have been going offshore after these bluefin tuna. And what is happening is these bluefin, at least San Diego, are so close. They're within the nine-mile bank and inside. A lot of the boats are overshooting them. But, and, and picture this, and this is not a, a, a fabrication. The guys are in their boat, and they get in schools of yellowfin uh, of bluefin tuna that are so thick that the tuna are knocking their heads against the bottom of the boat and they can feel the tuna knocking i mean it's incredible in fact he's one of the fellows i was talking to said he was in a school where they were knocking into the boat and they were boiling all around of them and he didn't get one bite out of that entire series you know and as another side note, I know uh, Phil, you had reported on the on the fellow off of Dana Point that had spearfished that bluefin tuna, which 
as I understand it, and I think you reported on that, it is like by 53 pounds or 70 pounds higher than the state record for a, a tuna that's ever been speared? I believe that's correct. Pete Thomas wrote that article, and I, as I remember, you're absolutely right about that. And that's just another exclamation point about 2015 and what an incredible year this is going to be. No question about it. And I think there's more to come. And also, first hurricane in the eastern Pacific already. In fact, going ashore around, I believe, Mag Bay. I haven't followed it here for the last few hours, but it was going to go ashore down there. It didn't look like it was going to do any damage to Cabo or any of those areas, uh, and it's going to green things up, no question about that. But awful early to have a hurricane down in the eastern Pacific, and uh, just a, a, a punctuation mark on what a great season this is going to be. And hopefully we'll stay away from those hurricanes like Odile, the one that went into Cabo last year and did so much damage. But, again, you've got this warm water. You've got this uphill current right now. You've got, as you said, John, copious amounts of bluefin tuna. And we all know that the light switch it is going to go on at some point in time. And when it does, look out, man, it's going to really be something. And, by the way, this OPA that I'm looking at right now on PFO on Facebook, I think that's the – I know it's the third one that's been caught in this area, and I don't remember any being caught around here for a long, long time. Third or fourth one, so there's some unusual stuff going on, no question about it. Well, look at all the bait that's been pushed up, too. There's bait everywhere out there. Uh, the red crabs are, you know, <laughs> there are miles and miles of red red crabs that those fish are eating. Um, I know they're eating the, the little Spanish that's out there. Um, there's just a lot of uh, fish. I mean, there's a lot of bait for these fish to eat, and that's why they're spread out. But And, and you got, you know, groups of teenagers and then older fish and then the big dogs that are out there. And, that, and they were as close as my friend was catching them. We got my, my, my fishing partner, Mike Arudo, got them up to 121 pounds this last week. Um, and that was right off the beach. He even texted me some pictures that he got. I think he put it on Facebook of those fish foaming. So it's it's exciting. I don't care what you <laughs> if you catch them or not, but just seeing that is good. Yeah, I agree. And Eddie Leland was here fishing with us. Eddie ran the Enterprise for many, many years here, and he was surf fishing with us today. And he was out recently and just saw an incredible show on the same thing, this bluefin tuna. By the way, Andy Surratt, who runs the Enterprise, was coming in on board the Enterprise the other day and watched a giant mako shark uh, consuming a dolphin right close to L.A. or from Marina Sport Fishing in Long Beach. So, I mean, it was right outside the gate there, real, real close to shore. And we still have great white sharks zooming around us here, down here at Surfside. And there has been talk of a 15-footer that's been cruised in the horseshoe kelp out in front of San Pedro for quite some time. So there's a lot of great stuff. And seeing you right there are red crabs all over the place. You talk about krill and red crabs and all kinds of bait all over the place. There's a lot of feed in the water right now. Well, that's what gets this fish pushed up. You know, I mean, there's so much food because fish just follow. You know, they everybody goes well. They they move, yeah, but they move where the food is. They have to eat. Wow. You know, and uh, just a note, and I didn't know if it was in the article on that uh, bluefin tuna that was speared. I guess the first thing you do is you scratch your head and you go, "How does a guy get the opportunity to spear?" A hundred and seventy-three pound bluefin tuna, you know, let alone any bluefin tuna. And what he was doing, as I understand it, according to the fellows I talked to, he was like the fisherman. He was in a boat, 
and they'd be chasing the schools that got in the middle of the school, and he'd jump right into the water and, and see if there was anything to shoot. <clears throat> and he did that a few times, and one time they found a school of tuna, jumped into the water, he saw a fish, he shot, and it was the 173-pounder. So that was kind of like a little insight on how you go and you shoot yourself a, a huge bluefin tuna like that. And, Phil, you made a, an interesting comment, and maybe we'll talk about this later on, that the the yellowtail bite in the um, in the oil rigs, and that's something that I've, I've just heard uh, a couple of times this week, and really I've never heard that before, but the yellowtail are actually staging themselves in the rigs and the fishermen are going after them. Yeah, that area is very, very lively out there, John. There's yellows all over it, no question. And, and the grade of fish locally here is really mind-boggling. It's 15 to 25 with some 30-pounders in there. So the grade of yellowtail you know, on our local waters is actually better than it is at Catalina and out there at San Clemente Island where you have some mixed fish. By the way, speaking of spear fishing feats, Buzz Briz and I, owner-operator of the Prowler out of Fisherman's Landing, with a nice 35-pound white sea bass down around La Jolla earlier this week. Wow. Hey, Phil, if we want to keep up with what you're, uh, what's happening, uh, trips that you're going on, the, some of these uh, outings that you have where people want to get involved with what you're doing, how's the best way to go about doing it? Hey, John, go to Facebook and give us a like at PFO and check out that giant Opa, really cool photo of that right now. You can go, if you're a Spanish speaker, to Aventuras, a la Libre, on Facebook and both websites, pfomedia.com as well as aventurasalarelibre.com. For the very latest in either English or Spanish, we've got it all for you there every single day, John. Phil, thanks a lot for being with us. Thanks for a great report. I mean, you know, uh, the way the fishing is, it kind of makes our, our job easier, but yet, yet in a way it isn't because there's just so much to report on. <laughs> John, always a pleasure to be with you. My very best to you, Wendy and Stan. And, of course, to all your great listeners, it's always such an honor for me to be on Rod and Reel Radio. Have a wonderful finish to your Sunday. Okay, Phil Friedman. Thanks, Phil. Phil Friedman Outdoors. Hey, Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. Uh, Wendy is not about, but uh, I know she'll probably be on later on. I'm your host. Hop along, John Cassidy. We're going to take a break. Coming up next, Captain James Nelson with the Southern California Inshore Report. This is Rod Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. More to come. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. 
Isoline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. And Southern California, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. Stan Vandenberg is with us tonight, and it's now time for the Southern California Inshore Report with Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Hey, Captain James, is this absolutely the best time in the world to be out fishing? Well, I think it's a great time to be home cooking dinner, but... Oh, you mean in general. (laughs) Not bad, not bad. Uh, yeah, and, and well, come on, you might as well give us a full report, James. What's for dinner? Well, you know, there's a lot of fish out there, and they, and they just keep coming in closer and closer and getting more. So it, it, it's great. Uh, today we we kind of came back a little later than we thought because we started coming in, birds dropping and fish popping. So we thought, hey, let's see what they are. And happened to be a bunch of big bonita, so that was that kept us busy. Oh, that's for a lot of fun! Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was it was great. And, you know, and they were, they were still out. They were about I don't know eight nine miles out. So if if they're cruising in and pushing that bait around, they'll just keep going wherever that bait goes. So it's going to be fun. How big are those boneheads? Uh, Stan, they were anywhere between four and six pounds. The ones that we saw, anyway. So who knows well, what else is down there? Good fun fishing with, especially with light tackle. That's a hoot. Oh yeah. And we're. It, uh, on those fish, uh, Captain James, were you catching them on live bait, or were you using artificials? You know, John, on the Benita, we we had finished. We were on our way back, so yeah, it was all artificials, mostly uh, spoons. You know, we just uh, saw a bunch of fish and just grabbed the first thing we could. And Chuck was throwing iron. I grabbed uh, one of his rods that had a spoon on it, and I just threw at it. And, you know, and I was the one that got hooked up on that, so. When he saw that, he he immediately took his rod back after I got the one fish, and uh, so I grabbed another spoon, tied it on, and on my own rod. We just we just had fun. It was great. You know, it was a good way to to a good reason to become late. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, uh, I'm here at the International Yellow Turtle Derby at the Bally High, and we had the award ceremony uh, uh, before the radio show. And uh, I was walking in uh, to do the show, and and one of the uh, uh, people in the audience stopped me, and they said, "You know," he says, "I'm I, I can't tell you how happy I'm that you introduced us to Captain James Nelson. I have gone out bone fishing with him a couple of times, and I've got to tell you, it is absolutely a kick in the pants. It is the most fun." Uh, we've had fishing on the water. Those bone fish are just incredible uh, to catch. That's great. Yeah, you know, I have to admit, and what's so nice about them is it's a nice, quiet, calm boat ride to get to them. 
nothing like uh, what, what we went through today. You know, so, somehow it, every time uh, I look at pictures on Facebook, guys are showing me this nice blue sky and blue water, and the water looks somewhat calm. And then when Chuck and I go out there, boy, it's bumpy. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It seems like you go to Facebook and you look at most of those pictures, and and they look like they're done in the studio somewhere. I, as you say, blue skies, calm water, nice scenery in the background. Where, where the heck do we ever get a chance to fish like that? <laughs> that's, that's what I like to know. You know, I would never, I would never accuse a guy of photoshopping the fish, but I think they're doing something to the backdrop there. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I, and I know guys do that. You know, whenever they. You see a lot of freshwater guys, they catch fish, you know, at a golf course they're not supposed to be at or something where they don't want people seeing their favorite tree hole or so. They blur out the backdrop of that. So I don't know. I don't know if these guys are doing that. They're just, you know, overlaying their picture on some blue sky or something. But, you know, it's gray every time I'm out there. But then again, coming back, you know, Chuck and I easily saw that the sky clears up in the afternoon. And I think that's when a lot of guys are going out there, which just shows you don't have to get up early. Sleep in, get out there. The fish are there. Oh man, okay. And well, you know, right now we're talking about all kinds of great fishing here uh, off Southern California coast in our inshore waters. But what is really happening out there? If you if you don't want to go out and trace the bluefin tuna, obviously uh, uh, there are some problems down with the Coronado Islands when it comes to now not only the uh, visas. But you got to make sure that everyone aboard the boat has a passport and or their passport card. So it makes fishing our local waters a lot more attractive. Uh, and uh, what are the what are the great fishing opportunities here now, uh, Captain Jim? Well, I think uh, you know, aside from getting out there and chasing chasing the tuna and the tuna waters, and that's going to only get better. Of course, we're, you know, as usually happens in the beginning of the season, we're trying to learn their patterns, uh, where they're running, what, what bait they're chasing on, and what signs, what birds to look for. You know, there's there's some of that that's almanac from the year before, but every year it ends up being a little bit different. And guys who are out there all the time doing that are just right on it. And, and kudos to them. And if you can get on a boat that's, that's after those tuna every day and has been for the last couple weeks, Get on that boat. I mean, because those guys are figuring them out, and you're seeing the reports are only going to get better. But in the meantime, if you want to go on a small boat, either yourself or with uh, guys like me, or you know, jump on a buddy's boat. There's so much happening along our coastline in the kelp right now, and a lot of those fish are even kind of being ignored because everybody just keeps charging for the tuna grounds, you know. And those fish are being ignored, especially the calico. Calico bite, John. You and I experienced that firsthand. Even when we, we we just got distracted by it, they were biting so well, we almost forgot. Oh yeah, we're out here for a yellowtail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just shows it, you how good it, it, was, it is. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Captain Jim and I were after uh, yellowtail, and and Jim wound up getting a beautiful white sea bass. But while we were slow trolling sardines. We were being tremendously entertained by not only the the calico bite, but the quality of the calico bass we were catching. We were catching, you know, three, four, five-pound calicos while we were waiting for something to come and bite our sardines. It was incredible fishing out there off of La Jolla. Yeah, and, you know, and that's I think that's only going to get better. 
And uh, we, you and I saw the, the beginning of the Barracuda summer bite. That's happening. And then, you know, we know the Bonita are on their way. So once the Bonita realize that they could, you know, get up close to that kelp and, and eat without swimming around as much, you know, they're going to tear that place apart, and that's going to be fun. It's just going to be a good year. It, it's already the way it's looking. It's already getting good, and who knows? Who knows what else is going to show up with those bluefin? I'm already hearing rumors of guys getting Dorado, you know, within 40 miles. So you never know. Well, you know, and uh, Jim, one of the nice things about going out, again, with yourself as a professional guide, and you happen to allude to it, is people that are on the water every day usually get an idea of what's happening. They know the spots to go to. And I know uh, so many people that we talk to in the, the shop that are getting involved with uh, fishing San Diego Bay or Mission Bay or just off our immediate coast. They want to go out there, but it, they're getting skunked or they don't know the techniques or anything like that. And we recommend going out with a guide like you to, number one, you're happy to share the spots most of the time. You're happy to share the techniques and a day out in the water with you saves a fisherman literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars that he's going to try and spend to learn all this stuff by himself. Oh, yeah, John, and, and it's fun. You know, I love doing that. I just had a couple customers this week, as a matter of fact, uh, what I call them educational trips, and where, you know, we go over the basic stuff and what we look for, the basic areas, and then hopefully the fish show up for our session, and if not, then, you know, at least we've got things that that person could come back and do later. You know, so he, And it's amazing how a lot of this stuff is, is second nature, and I forget how long ago it was I learned some of this stuff. So it, it's nice to have somebody else there uh, kind of learning it the first time because you just, you just see light bulbs click on when, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, or that's what a bite feels like, or that's what they mean when they say long lining. So you just hear that. You know, I mean, you see what that person's going through, all these things that he's heard or read about, but when they actually get to do it firsthand, they've got the rod in their hand, they've got somebody there telling them, okay, let a little more line out, or, you know, lift it, drop it, you know, do this, that, or the other, or, you know, that little bitty tick that you feel, that's probably a fish. Why don't you wind on it? You know, just having somebody there to do that, I, I think it helps them later. And you and I, you know, we all did it. We all had that one person that kind of helped us out, and that's great. And I love doing it because later on I see folks, and they're out there with their kid or something, and they're telling me all the fish, or they're showing me pictures on their phone, and it's just great. You know, I, I think it's, it's so much uh, fun and so rewarding uh, you know, there at uh, Angler's Arsenal, you get a lot of people that come in, they want to fish the bays, but they they come from a regiment where all they've thrown is live bait or a piece of meat or something all their life, and then you show them there's this whole new world out there with artificials. We, we, we run a tackle store, and so everything that's in that store is artificial, and it's made to fool fish into thinking that it's something natural so they eat it and that's one of the things that I, gives us such uh, such great satisfaction because we'll have someone come in and, and take a piece of plastic or a couple of pieces of plastic and we tell them, listen, this is about the <clears throat> the closest we can guarantee you to catching a fish and they look at you kind of dubiously and they look at whatever the color is that you're giving them in the lead head and 
how it really looks artificial. It doesn't look like anything natural. But all of a sudden, the following week, they come back, and they're filling up bags of artificials that we've just exposed them to uh, a whole new world of fishing. And really satisfying, and I think you get that every day. Right, absolutely. And it and it is neat because, uh, especially when I get somebody who says, you know, oh, I've never caught a fish on that before. You know, and then they do. <laughs> and all and a lot of times all it is is just a matter of a little tweaking. You know, maybe it's knowing when to dip it into uni butter or maybe it's knowing how to sit it right on the lead head or which size lead head for which size bait. You know, and a lot of that is just little bitty things or how to hold the rod or do the lift and drop or when to let line out. And it's just, you know, it's just little things that, like I said, we've either picked up on by doing it over and over and over and learned the hard way or we had somebody next to us kind of nudging us and telling us what to do. So it's just, it's really neat. And our our bays are fishing so good right now, but especially the, the basses. They're a little deep for the bigger ones. But if you get around where they're sitting on their spawning aggregate and you get on that where they're just stacked up on your graph, John, you can just load the boat in no time, just fish after fish after fish. And I highly suggest releasing those fish because they are trying to make more for us, but it's just so fun. All right. Hey, Jim, we have a hard break at uh, 6 o'clock that we're going to have to uh, uh, go to, so... uh, If anyone wants to get a hold of you, uh, find out what's happening, book a trip, uh, go offshore, maybe hit some of those bonita or go back and hit those bonefish, how's the best way to do it? Well, John, uh, they can reach me online. It's thefishicon.com. So check out pictures and take a look at everything that's neat on there and contact me through a contact form. Or the best way is just directly. Just give me a call, 619-395-0799. All right, Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Thanks a lot for being with us, James. Uh, Always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for not working Chuck so hard that he can go back uh, to work on Monday. So you uh, got it. We appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, we'll talk to you later on, okay? You bet. Thank you. All right. Hey, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an unusual situation. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, breaking here at 6 o'clock. Uh, 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 um, Radio Zion has to uh, air a mandatory government announcement starting at 6 o'clock. It'll go to 6.03, as I understand it. Never quite done this before, but we're going to be breaking here. So for a little while, you're going to be hearing a little Spanish. It's an important message from the Mexican government that they break into all the radio stations at this time to do. So you just stay tuned. I'm alerting you to the fact that it's happening We're going to play a little music. We're going to break for now, but we'll be back with Ron Real Radio for another hour after this message from the Mexican government. Count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks. 
trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast, serving the angling community since 1935. H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that fakie fluorescent pink bait or drag my hula popper through the mud. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed stumps, rocks, and submerged station wagons and outsmart the ravenous river otter. I will save water by taking shorter showers for higher lakes, and I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fish at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats yeah, El Cajon Ford. The- And Southern California, we are back. Welcome to Rod and Real Radio. I hope uh, you enjoyed the uh, Mex- uh, message from the Mexican government. And uh, also, thanks for staying with us and listening to the commercials. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and we have with us also my co-host, Stan Vandenberg. Stan, did you make the transition? Yeah, I made the transition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, that is great. Hey, you know... We uh, are here at the beautiful Bally High Restaurant on Shelter Island. It has been a great day for those individuals that had fished the Yellowtail Derby. Uh, we had the award ceremony, a great meal that was put on by the Bally High Restaurant for us. But it, none of it would have been possible without the director, the guy that puts it all together. And uh, he stayed behind. I know he's uh, been road hard and put away wet, but he's decided to stay behind. And we're going to wrap up the International Yelltail Derby. With me right now is the director, John Campbell. John, welcome. Well, thank you. Hi, Stan. How are you doing? 
<laughs> so far, so good, John. How about you? Have you made it this far? I think you're going to probably make it all, Dud. Yes, well, uh, it, it's it's really good that it all came together and, and uh, people were happy. Uh, we, had, we had some great fish caught, you know. A 45-pound, 10-ounce yellowtail is, is outstanding it for is. a fishing tournament. <laughs> Not only that, Stan, that fish was caught off of Mission Beach. It isn't like it was caught at the islands or San Clemente or Catalina. Uh, Rick Maxson was saying during the award ceremony, uh, uh, he, is, he was the winner of the Yellowtail Derby. They were coming back from a halibut trip. And <laughs> they're making it back. In, they, they're, making, they're making it on back, uh, and, uh, you know, they're going towards uh, Mission Bay, and uh, they're going, hey, look at those birds over there. I wonder what the heck they're doing. And so they had uh, uh, some irons on that they'd been yo-yoing it with, and Rick just hauls that thing on out there, and uh, the next thing you know, it's game on, and it's a, um, a what was it? It's a 45-pound yellowtail. But, you know, amazing, I was seeing, John, I was looking at your standings, and you gave the, the top 12 or 13 yellowtail. And, Stan, this is incredible. Most of those yellowtail were caught off either Mission Beach, Pacific Beach, or in La Jolla. And That's it's just showing crazy. What, I mean, have what Cedro-style well, yellowtail fishing right on the beach is like, that's just incredible. <laughs> yeah. You know, he also said it was uh, too rough. Those days when they were fishing off Mission Beach, it was too rough to get to the Coronados. It was too much wind and too rough to get even get to La Jolla. So they just planned to fi- fish for white sea bass and halibut. And they saw this, you know, birds working. And that was the next thing that they threw the iron out there. And Ricky said he caught that fish. He saw the fish eat the bait, eat that iron within 10 feet of him. He saw it hit it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, we're talking about Rick Maxa, and a lot of you probably recognize that name. Rick is the co-host of Let's Talk Hookup that you can hear on Saturday and Sunday mornings with Pete Gray. And then... He is also the new general manager for, uh, or the assistant general manager for Fisherman's Landing Tackle over there. So that's a good 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 for him. See, I think we we do have to rename him. I think my my little tag for for him the other day when uh, I heard about that fish we had, uh, we talked about on the air, he goes by Rock Cod Rick. I think he has to. Now delete that and go Mossback, Rick. I think that's an admirable <laughs> name for an admirable catch and a win. <laughs> you know, and John, you have a lot of great prizes at this event: Cousins Taco, AFCO, uh, Angler's Choice, uh, Point Loma Sports Fishing, H and M. They all stepped up. Fisherman's Landing Tackle, but you came up with a unique gift, and thanks to Bob Cox, the uh, bone carver, Bob hand-carved a fish for each of the winners of each of the divisions that yes, they were in. So there was a beautiful halibut, a beautiful yellowtail, and a beautiful white, white sea bass. bass that was all done, especially for this event, by Bob Cox. And I want to thank you very much for arranging that. I, I guess the thing that, that stands out, and we'll talk you know a little bit about who won what, but I have the consensus of opinion uh, stand for this event 
was the quality of the fish that came in this year in comparison to five years. And you yes. had seven years under your about uh, with this event. It seemed to be pretty awesome. Yes, well, I think so. Uh, but the other thing is, John and Stan, is that the, the quality of the angler. We have the top competitive anglers in, in saltwater fishing, uh, fishing with us. You know, besides Rick Maxa, you know, Eddie, Eddie Howerton, you know, is always one of the – he and Eddie uh, Burleson have won the Open Bay Bass Tournament so, so many times. So the quality of, of people fishing is it's really good, and the, and the intensity when they go, they're after it, and that's why you know it's it's a 36 day tournament, and some of these guys are going out three or four times a week. Yeah, but let's don't talk about the guys. Let's also talk about the women in this tournament. I mean, the the women aren't just decoration in this tournament. I mean, we just had Katarina Eckert on, yes. and she came in second place. Of all the men, myself included, she came in second place in the Elotel Derby with a 29-2. And then in the halibut division, Nancy Ortiz came in with a 24-pound, 8-ounce halibut to take second place in that division. And she was also in the top 12 in the Yellowtail division. So just some great fishermen here. And, well, Katarina Eckert. Also caught that fish on an open party boat. You know, so so many of the fish have been caught in private boats. You know, and we we also had the astounding thing for me in the last seven years, we've never filled up all the categories. You know, we've got open party, private boat, and kayak. We've had a couple of kayak people. We've had a, you know a, a few open party, and sometimes I haven't had an open party winner. Or anybody to catch a qualifying fish, open party, in two years. This year we had tons of them. Yeah. And it was really gratifying to see that. And, and the kayaks. And a 54, excuse me, a 45 pound white sea bass on a kayak. That was an astounding catch. Well, you know, Katarina was saying in the first hour she went out on the Mission Bell out of Point Loma sports fishing. And that just the professionalism and the courtesy of the crew, not only helping her out as a single lady fishing with a whole group of men, but what they showed to everyone was outstanding and I think is not only a tribute to the Mission Bell and Point Loma Sports Fishing, but all the sports fishers here uh, that are running out of San Diego, just how professional and excellent they are, that a woman can come down and fish by yourself, have a great time, catch a fish that's in competition to the Yellowtail Derby, and want to come back and do it again? Yes, well, uh, you know, I, th- I really think that the professionalism of the San Diego landings down here, uh, including in, in Mission Bay, that they know that uh, they've got to take care of it. There's a lot of newcomers, and I tell people, I say, go out if you're a newcomer, go out on an open party boat. They want you to catch fish. They'll do everything possible so that you're happy and you'll come out again. And they, I, I've been out several times on open party boats, and I, I, I'm, I'm always watching to see how they do it. And they're, I'm always impressed. So it's, I, I can see, and I, Katarina loves Point Loma, Point Loma sport fishing, loves to go out there, and they, they know her down there. 
I, I was talking to the general manager, uh, Robert Falcone, and told me, he says, oh, yeah, I know who, I know who she is. She's great. Right. And then, and then, obviously, she has great admiration for the guys in the tackle store, especially over there at Fisherman's Landing Tackle, because, again, she comes in, she has a particular need, and those guys are professional. Yep. They help her out, just like uh, most all of the tackle stores here in San Diego. Hey, John, just uh, with the time we have left, uh, why don't you go over quickly the winners in all the categories again and and just uh, some of the sponsors that helped you out for the Yellowtail Derby here. Oh, gee, uh, uh, we had a myriad of great sponsors. Uh, you know, the Port of San Diego is, is our, one of our lead sponsors. And, uh, you know, Valley High, uh, I'm starting to lose it because there's so many of them. Could you believe the selection of fishing rods that Bobby Catula came up with from Cousins Rods, and he made the presentation. You had, what, five or six of them, and they're all top-quality rods that were made for the type of fishing that the winner of that category uh, yes, uh, won. Yes, that was spectacular because uh, he said, I'm bringing five rods, and I said, please help me with this. Which rods are going to go with each? Pre- oh, nope, no problem. And he, that, it was great that he came down. And it, yes, each rod was particular to the k- kind of fish that they were fishing. It was, it, they're a great, great place. My wife Star uh, has been to their factory uh, up at Huntington Beach, and I mean, she's one of the the best salespersons for for cousins. Uh, she was so impressed with their facility and how every everything is taken care of and the, the quality of the people and, and the excellence. So I'm Star and I are going to go there on the way back from San Luis Obispo, I think on a, like July 11th or 12th uh, after a wedding. And we've already talked to Bob Catula, and he said, let me know. I'll get it set up for you. But I want to see it, too. Oh, I'm she's impressed you what, with you will it. be duly impressed. I I've seen a lot of different fishing rod manufacturers. I've been involved with a lot of the different ones out there. But I walked in and I was wowed at how how much they're doing and how big they've gotten. It's an impressive uh, sight. You'll you'll be one. It's fun because he's got so many different things going on. You'll, you'll be hey impressed. guys, we got to take we got to take a break right now. And uh, Stan, I know you have Matt Newman coming on with us. We're going to give John though the opportunity to. Give the results of the event, and we'll have Matt stand by, and hopefully we'll be able to also get a hold of Billy Egan. So uh, still a lot more Rod Real Radio to come up. Stay tuned. You're listening to us on AM540 or at rodreelradio.com. Take a commercial break right now. We'll all be back after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. This is Captain James Nelson. As a full-time fishing guide in San Diego, I am not only able to show my guests a memorable time on our waters, but my clients get to fish the same quality gear I choose to use. Whether pulling on drag-screaming bonefish in San Diego Bay, huge largemouth bass from our local lakes, or the feisty calico bass and yellowtail in our local kelp beds, I choose Cousins Fishing Rods to fit my needs. Quality fishing rods from Cousins Tackle keep me doing what I love to do. Take this from a dude that fishes for a living. Whether you fish saltwater or freshwater, bass or tuna, Cousins Tackle handcrafts are all USA-made fishing rods with you, the angler, in mind. Check out their full line of high-quality fishing rods at CousinsTackle.com or call me, Captain James Nelson, at 619-395-0799 for my personal recommendations. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six-ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And Southern California, welcome back to our Rod and Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's here tonight. I'm your host, Hop Along John Cassidy, and we are with John Campbell, the director of the 2015 International Yellowtail Derby. And John, just quickly, uh, Let's uh, give the results and the winners in each categories, if you will, please. Yes, sir. And uh, in halibut, we had uh, the top three people are Neil Barbour with a 25-2, Nancy Ortiz with a 
and Charles Wittenberg with a 17-3 on a kayak. In white sea bass, uh, Josh Levine uh, had a 45-pound uh, white sea bass he caught off Mission Beach in a kayak. Uh, Ryan Christensen, a 38-pound on a private boat. Neil Barbour, a 33 on a private boat. In, in the uh, yellowtail uh, section, uh, Rick Maxa uh, was the overall winner. Uh, caught a 45-pound, 10-ounce yellowtail uh, off, uh, off Mission Beach uh, as he was out looking for halibut and white sea bass and saw a school of birds and clicked it, and there was. <laughs> Second place was uh, Katharina Eckert. With a 29-2, caught on an open party boat at the Coronados. Uh, Andy Bauman uh, with a 28-ounce, 28-pound, 8-ounce on a private boat, again off Mission Beach. Astounding number of, 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 of fish were caught off Mission Beach, Pacific Beach, the first time ever in the last seven years. Uh, and the rest of them, they're varied all the way down. Uh, many, many, many yellowtail caught. That uh, uh, was is a great, great tournament. Now the highlight of the award ceremony. Now you've given away all these great prizes from the you know, certificates from the Bally High H and M Landing, Point Loma Sports Fishing, you know Fisherman's Landing tackle, uh, uh, Cousins rods. You've got everything, but Ballast Point came up with a unique prize, and it it happened to include something called the scale of ale. What was that all about, and what happened? Actually, I sold that concept. Uh, I actually sold them the, on the idea, and they bid on it uh, uh, six years ago. Uh, I wanted to weigh in the winner. So we weighed in uh, Rick Maxa today on a fulcrum, on a, like a teeter-totter. We put him on one side. And we stacked cases of Ballast Point Pale Ale on the other side, and he broke the record. He's got the now he's got the record of the largest yellowtail ever caught in the Yellowtail Derby, and now he has the the record for the num the most cases. I didn't realize Rick has been, but he told me says ever since he caught that fish, he's been really porking it on, and uh, boy he did because nine cases. Uh, I had a son-in-law in 2011 wear weight belts. You know, that's the only part of the tournament you can cheat. He wore weight belts, and he walked away with eight cases. Oh, John Campbell, great job. Thanks Thank for you. being with us. Uh, we enjoyed reporting on the International Yellowtail Derby. And behalf of all the participants, I want to thank you. One more note before you leave. One more note. John, thank you for your, being our MC. For the fifth or sixth time, I can't, can't remember. I just—it's it, great. You're—you're you're so good, and I really do appreciate. And you're a good friend. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate it. It's amazing what you can be done when you give a project to the lowest bidder, right? Campbell, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks a lot for being with us. Hey, Stan, we have a guest waiting. Uh, a good friend of yours that we brought aboard. You—you you want to introduce him and uh, take it away? Sure. I, I'd love to. I'm proud to uh, introduce my friend and a co-competitive angler who is as tough as they come in the world of fishing. He also has his own uh, fishing rod company, 
with iRod, and my buddy I'm happy to introduce is Mr. Matt Newman. Matty, welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up, Stan? Thanks for another great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> fun is fun, great. period, and I got I I fish, or we fish against each other almost every weekend, every or close to it, it seems, <laughs> especially this year, in two different yep. circuits, and I'm going to give kudos to this man. He is the toughest competitor. He and his, his uh, fishing partner, Brian Evans, um, the, these two guys do their homework, and you, if you're going to go fishing, you're going to have to beat them every time. They are always on it. They're my toughest competition out there. And uh, I'll tell a short story first. We're going to talk about fishing rods in a minute. But Matt mm-hmm. is just a tough, tough competitor. He is, he's got all the tools. Uh, he knows how to fish the swim baits, and he knows how to fish the finesse baits, too. And we've been going toe-to-toe, <laughs> nose-to-nose for the whole year, <laughs> uh, and had a lot of fun in it. But we had a classic this weekend, ABA. Uh, American Bass Association had the, their TOC, if you want to call it your, not the TOC, but it's the, uh, yeah, it was Tournament Champion. The finale. Here. It wasn't TOC. It was uh, the last one of the year. Yeah, the, for Angler of the Year, uh, competition was this, this, this last weekend here, Saturday. And I was three points behind, uh, the Angler of the Year, who was Doug Carlson at that point in time. And Matt was two point, uh, point behind him. Uh, so just three points from first. It was Doug Carlson, his partner, and then Matt and Brian and my. I don't think I've Andy. ever seen an AOI that tight before going into the last event ever. <laughs> no, I mean we all there's anybody can win. There's there's another one too. Matt and uh, and Paul uh, could yeah. have made it if they if they had the right um, situation, but Matt was in his over in, uh, Matt Lindsay was over in Hawaii with his wife, and and Paul had to uh, fish it alone. Paul had to that's suffer it. on that one. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, fishing alone, and for yeah. Angler of the Year. But at the end of the day, I, I would have had to beat both Matt and uh, Doug by a little, you know, at least three points to, to be Angler of the Year, and they would have had to fallen off their pony somehow and at the end of the day when we weighed in um i ended up with uh, enough to get second place and second big fish and i know matt had weighed in in front of me but i didn't know what his weight was um and doug finished with about 13 pounds so i got two or three spots on him so at the end when they announced the anglers of the year they announced that Stan Vanderberg and Ken Vanderberg were Anglers of the Year, and they had tied with <laughs> with uh, Matt and and Brian for Angler of the Year. So both of us are ended up Angler of the Year. And you want to tell them what happened after that, Matty? <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> so in order to we get if you get an AY, you get free entries. So he gave us the he actually gave us the option. He just told us we're going out for sudden death. First fish brought back to the scales gets the for, gets the gets the entries. So uh, talk about that was some that was some MLF stress right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was super cool. It was cool. Everyone came down to the docks. There was a, there was a good crowd down on the, on the ramp, and uh, we took off. And obviously, all of our thinking was we got to stay close. 
because if we do catch one, we need to get in quick. So uh, we we started within what two three hundred yards of each other in sight of everyone on the ramp as well. Well, we where and, we started, uh, both of us knew both of us knew we had to start quick, and because mm-hmm. either one of us could catch a fish in the first minute or two. It's really how it was, and. And literally, at the end of the day, we were fishing in basically within 100 yards or 200 yards of where we decided both of us went to, to yep. start the, the, the year-end competition here for the one fish. Yeah. So, but everybody yeah, was I, on the dock watching. It was pretty fun. And It was good. It was, it was high stress. And I, 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 every time Stan, Stan was messing with his grass, so I kept seeing him bend down. And every time I bent down, I went, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and as literally at one point, Stan had, had I don't know what you were doing. You'd you'd step down from the bow, and I thought you were getting a net. And I'm I'm my, my head is twisted, and I'm like, no, no, no. And then my rod stopped. And <laughs> that was a fish. That's when I that I stepped a- back up and I looked up and I go, oh, Kenny, he's Maddie's <laughs> on. And as as you were fighting the fish and getting the net, I stepped back up, and as I lifted the rod up. I felt the worm pull out of the fish's mouth, and I'm going, oh, you got to be kidding. And you were already hooking up and headed for the dock. So oh, I bear hugged that fish and just gave Brian, drive, drive, drive. <laughs> bear hugging this fish all the way in. <laughs> but we, so, yeah. we, it was just a fun event for, for both. I, I know we're all good friends at fishing in these events together anyhow, but the, for me it was a really good thing. I only – I. There was one throwaway in the uh, during the year. I didn't have the throwaway because I had, I had to go to the uh, Fred Hall show um, and miss an event. So for me to to even come up to where I can tie uh, Maddie and Brian was that was the event for me. And then to to have the little event at the end, we were both laughing. That was just a fun way to to end the tournament. There was a good vibe. There was a uh, Brian's whole family was there. That was neat. And to give a shout out to Brian. Yep. Uh, he he is a fantastic fisherman and partner. I've been fishing a lot longer than he has, and he has taught me so much in the last three years that we've been partners. So, uh, huge shout out to Brian. He's a an, an awesome partner and, and best friend. Great fisherman. He just got. I know he just got on with Ardent Reels, and uh, yep. I know he fishes eye rods with you and and. Between and when we're on the water together, the, my competition, I look out there and I go, you know, the guy I really need to beat here. It, you're always tough, is Maddie and Brian, you know. And we've got the Juan Bass uh, tournament next week for all the money, and uh, Matt and Brian are anglers of the year in that event. Also, so two anglers of the year in the same year is a great, yeah. great, great Pretty prize, neat. my friend, and. And I ended up second right behind you in that one. <laughs> so, it was a. It's been a fun year of fishing. Uh, it was the good community you have up there. It is fun. It is. It is all that. But what we really need to talk about is a little bit. Is you know you've come a long way in the fishing rod industry, and got hit your product I rod to where it has become one of the more popular sticks on the market out there, bud. It, it's getting there. I'm. Uh... I'm like a little kid every day. Every day, you know, you can kind of see the growth, and uh, it hasn't got old at all. It's uh, every piece of good news, every new dealer. I still do the little little dance around the house. <laughs> it's so exciting watching it grow, and it's you know I have a great great factory that I'm working with, and it's it's fun working with them coming up with some some new stuff, and it's uh 
it's neat. We're not we're not following anyone. We're not copying anyone. Doing our own thing, and it's uh, it's fun. I'm having a, an awesome time doing it, and I get to I get to talk fish every day and call it a job. <laughs> well, the one thing w- cool part about this for me too is one of the deals for uh, the ABA is Irod and Matt sponsor the guy that gets the big fish for the year. And man, that was another prize that I ended up winning. I I really wanted that one, by the way. <laughs> and so uh, it was at the end of the tournament where, when we all got he got his one fish in and beat me on that one. We were all sitting around in, in his boat there, and I was comparing all the different rods. Now you've got different levels of rods too, different pricing uh, on your eye rods. Why don't you walk us through with that? Yeah. Um, so when we we came out with the Genesis, that was uh, that's always been the popular workhorse for for eye rods. That's Genesis 2s. And then uh, we came out with the Airs right after. Uh, and the, the Airs explain are, what those are. Which, the Airs? Yeah, explain what the difference, you know, you've got a, what's the Genesis okay, so, 2 so then? The Ayers, what's, how the, much um, is that rod? The, the, so the Airs are our high-end line, and they're 249 And And in all honesty, I mean, when I started this company, I wanted to do a quality rod at low prices. That was my goal. This rod is a, it's a $500 to $600 comparable rod. But we kept the price down. Um, it's a 40-ton graphite, and it's the air. The name air explains it all. It, it floats in your hand. Um, the step down from that, or just a slightly lower lower price, is the Genesis 2s. Um, that's that's our that's our main rod, our main line. Uh, that's when you want to go fish every day, uh, and and be kind of hard in your tackle. That's that's the Genesis, and those are 149. And then we just came out with the fibers. Uh, those are 99 to 109. Um, basically, the, the same quality construction as the Genesis. We used factory components instead of the Fuji, uh, so we were able to keep the price down a little bit. Still, uh, I know Fred's using these rods in in the Bass Fest this week. That's He's Fred Robanis. Those rods. What's that? That's Fred Robanis. Yep, yep. He just got fourth place in the Bass Fest this week, so that was really exciting watching that. All so, right. Uh, there it is. Hey, Matt, we've, we've got a break for uh, uh, a message right now. Can you stay on with us, please? Uh, okay. And uh, hopefully we can continue this. Sounds great. All right. Hey, this is Rod Real Radio on AM540 and at rodreelradio.com. Stan Vandenberg's with us. Matt Newman from iRod, still scheduled. Come up, uh, Billy Egan, uh, one bass director from Clear Lake. So stay tuned, more radio to come after these messages. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. My angler H2 Earth. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically celebrate talk like a pirate day. Aye. I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. It's tuna time, and it's time to reserve your spot on one of the newest boats in the fleet. The 70-foot Sea Adventure 2 is the open party boat at H&M Landing in San Diego and has a roomy, comfortable galley that seats up to 24 passengers with all the comforts of home, including two big satellite flat-screen TVs, soda fountain, ice maker, and satellite phone. The huge new bait tank and slammer ensure plenty of bait for everyone, and two four-ton refrigerated fish holds, both RSW and blast-free, have plenty of room to keep your catch as fresh as the minute you caught it. Reserve your spot on the Sea Adventure 2 online at hmlanding.com or call H&M Landing at 619-222-1144. And welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. You know, we've been having a conversation with Matt Newman on his iRods, and we're going to get back to that, but we've been able to make contact with Billy Egan at Clear Lake. Billy is a one bass director and about ready to launch off one of the biggest events in Northern California, the One Bass Northern Open. Billy, how you doing, sir? Doing. Hope you can hear me out here in beautiful Killer Lake. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for. I. You know, first of all, thank you for picking up your cell phone when you're fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not fishing. I'm just here at the marina at Canaca Vista of our host hotel waiting to uh, launch uh, Wednesday with 99 boats. Oh, that is great, Billy. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about the event, will you please? It's a shared weight event. It's a three-day event. It mirrors really the U.S. Open that's been a long, successful event for us, obviously, at Lake Mead, uh, with three-day uh, format, uh, pro and co working together. And the two at the heaviest weight at the end of three days is going to take home a new Nitro Z7 with a 150 Merc on it and 15,000 based on 100 boats. So uh, we're real happy with the numbers. We've got over 20 from last year's entries. It's only our third year, and we couldn't be happier to be ready to, to do the third annual California Open at Clear Lake. You know, Billy, uh, uh, I was at the BASS Elite event at Lake Havasu, and and the uh, the pros were happy to to be out here, but the only thing they regretted is that they didn't have an opportunity to fish Clear Lake. I've got to tell you, the fishermen that are there, you have scheduled this event to be in Clear Lake. There couldn't be a better time of the year. Yeah, uh, fortunately, Clear Lake's uh, got about a 3.7 right now, which is pretty good uh, water level, a lot of grass, and getting to the sloughs. And under the docks, uh, but the fish are in transition right now. It, it hasn't been real warm up here. They've had a lot of fronts come through, 
so the water uh, never really had a chance to warm up. But uh, as soon as I got here, the first day I got here, it's been sunny, 90 degrees, uh, a little bit of wind in the afternoons. And the fishing's, uh, you know, everybody has an anticipation of coming to Clear Lake. And sometimes, you know, the best things can let you down a little bit. But the fishing's tough. Guys are catching fish. I've heard 11-pounder was caught, which is the beauty of being here at Clear Lake. And uh, anybody, any cast could uh, catch a 12-pounder over in this lake. But there's a multitude of bait here. There's uh, bass fry. There's uh, hitch fry. There's hitch. There's bluegill. There's bait everywhere. And uh, it's, it's going to be hard to pick the right spot because the fish really haven't schooled up yet. They're a little isolated. But it's going to be a great event. We're going to pay out about 116% on the pro side, including that uh, nitro uh, mercury boat. And uh, the options are included with their entry, so there's big fish money and there's big stringer money, and uh, we got a lot of the uh, uh, good uh, Southern California names coming here to this event, giving a good you know reputation, and uh, we couldn't be happier. Billy, how are uh, uh, us people here in Southern California? If we want to keep track of the event, what's happening on a daily basis? How's going to be the best way for us to do that? Basically, you can go to our website, wombass.com. Uh, Jody Olney's up here working with, uh, West, with us at Western Outdoor News, covering the event. Uh, she'll be posting some videos and stuff. You can also go to our Wombass Facebook page, which a lot of the information will be there on our social media. So, you know, Facebook, look for Wombass, become a, a friend, or just uh, view in and uh, watch the day by day. Um, we'll try and give all the information that we can, uh, including videos and photos for all of our sponsors and anglers that are fishing this event. So... Um, all you guys at home, when you are watching, you're gonna, you know, see some good weights. Uh, 22 pounds right now is a is a good weight, but uh, the same time somebody can come in with a 30 pounder at any time. So, but you got to put it together for three days, and uh, what better place to have a tournament just before the six hour period starts with the BFG? This is kind of the, the last hurrah for everybody, so we're looking forward to it. Well, Billy, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, we're going to keep track of what's happening this week, and, and hopefully we can catch up with you to get the results. And we've got the U.S. Open coming up in Las Vegas. What are the dates on that, sir? September 14th, 15th, and 16th at Lake Mead, and uh, it's going to be a great event. We had 167 bucks last year at that event, and I have a feeling we can get much more than that, closer to 200. So, Again, uh, looking forward to another great U.S. Open, but uh, we're going to kick this one off up here at Clear Lake and on Wednesday and uh, get this party started. Well, congratulations on your hard work on that event. Uh, it seems like it's growing. The fishermen recognize it's a quality event put on by one bass, and uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you here next week and uh, getting the results. Billy, thanks for being with us. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, take care, guys. Good to talk All to you. All right. Thanks, Billy. Billy Egan, director for One Bass. Oh. Uh, Stan, I hope we still have Matt with us. Matty, uh, he's still, he still here. <laughs> yep. He's still here. Okay, we were talking about the I-Rods, and we've got three different versions of the I-Rods from uh, the, a new one that's coming in at a lower, uh, a little lower cost than the others, but the quality is still there. And they all have the same warranty. We gave lifetime warranty on all of them, too. See, now that's incredible that you can even, a lifetime warranty on the fishing rod. You explain how that works. You know, if a guy rolls it up on the window, does that count? What does that mean? Yeah, basically, I mean, after, if, if the rod breaks from a, from a defect, then we'll replace it for free. Uh, and those will usually show themselves right away. But anytime after that, uh, we, uh, we say it's a no questions 
uh, lifetime warranty. It's a $50 fee. I don't care if you say this rod had bad juju and I broke it over my leg. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a no questions. We'll uh, we'll swap it right out with a new one. That's great stuff. Well, I know. You know I mean, I looked at you the the quiver you had in the in the boat yesterday when we were done, and uh, I, I'm, I was in great quandary whether I wanted one. You make a crank stick. Not a lot of people make a really good crank stick and it's a little longer why don't you want to explain that one yeah that one was a big hit that was uh that was all fred i mean i had my my had my ideas but fred fred confirmed it and improved on it and it's a 7-eleven uh but it's quite different than your average crank rod most i grew up with these very soft uh fiberglass limber rods and it was the thinking was is you know the you got to keep these fish on you got to fight them in slowly carefully um we went with the exact opposite theory and I always felt when a, when a fish eats it, they're usually eating a deep crank uh, most of the time, right when it first connects, that first piece of bottom. And that's usually a mile away. You can cast these plugs so far. And I we built a stout rod. It's got a good tip that loads with those deep divers, with the 6, the 8s, and the 10XDs, the 22s It'll load nice, uh, but it's stout. And when those fish eat it, you feel the bite instead of having to stop and check. Is that a fish? You feel the bite, and you can get a hook set. And uh, you just rarely lose fish on that rod over how we used to on, on big crank rods. So it's been a, a very popular rod that the guys on these these uh, river lakes uh, back east are, is very popular out there, as it is with the guys cranking these big plugs at Clear Lake. We're, we we move a lot of that rod now. You know, Stan, about, I think... Uh, uh, yep. Go ahead. Uh, a, a testament to the I-rods, especially with uh, uh, Matt in charge of making them, is that you have... A really good, experienced fisherman with an eye of detail, knowing exactly what he wants the rod to do and how he wants it to feel, and he goes out and he designs the rod to that much rather than maybe uh, some fellow that does make a lot of rods and he goes, okay, this is the type of action for a crankbait and this is the type of action for that. Matt has come and designed this rods because he knows and what he wants the rod to do because of the fact that he's out there using that tool competitively all the time himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fish a lot. For, for owning a business, I'm still very fortunate. I get to fish a lot, and I'm extremely passionate about it. And I'm very critical. So I have my my work in my hands every day, and I'm, I'm critical with it. And I go, this needs to be changed. This needs to be changed. So that's I, I'm constantly seeing improvements. And, and I have the best pro staff. So, you know, you were saying I, I'm designing these rods. I, I know how I, I think these rods would be designed, but it's so cool having to have Andy Morgan uh, and Fred Rabanis right here to go, hey, guys, you know, what's your opinion? And uh, between the, the, all of these, Marty Stone, Bob Tosh, between all of these names, uh, we, we can get most of bass fishing covered with, with, with I feel, confidence. So really good with those guys. Now, uh, Matt, are you finding that there's a lot of crossover to your rods? You find uh, that uh, you know up in the uh, northeast, you get pike fishermen, walleye fishermen using them, Absolutely. or even saltwater um, guys. Yeah, no, we're um, we're all over. You know, the uh, the saltwater we're doing an inshore line shortly. Um, we're we're, we're uh, partnering up with a, a big heavy saltwater crew uh, down south. Uh, they're going to help us with some designs. Again, I have some history with with inshore, but it's nice to keep up with the, the newer guys that are doing it now. Uh, so we're going to design that. We have crappie rods, a little line of crappie rods we started. Um, 
we've got a, a distributor in the uh, Philippines that's selling them for all kinds of weird fish. I get these photos of these <laughs> monster fish they're catching. Um, pike, yeah, huge with the pike market because of all of our swim bait rods. So it's, uh, it, it is neat, you know, all of these new things. It keeps keeping my ideas. You know, every day it's bass fishing is my life, but I, I do have a lot of history and, and a lot of salt water, and I've traveled a lot. And I'm, I'm still meeting new people and hearing about these new techniques, and it just instantly, I come home going, oh, I need to build a rod for that. So I'm not stopping now. I, I'd like to be every species eventually, and it's, it's fun learning. Well, Matt, you know, uh, a dealer can't cover every or stock every rod you carry, but if people are interested to see the variety of rods that you have, I know they can go to the dealer and they can order maybe something they don't have in stock, but where can they go to see uh, uh, just exactly the products that you're putting out? Well, our, our web, we're actually putting out a new website as we speak. It should be up in the next week, maybe two weeks most, but that's irodfishing.com. There is a site up there now. We're just improving on it. going to make it um, a little online store, have all of the models highlighted better. But irodfishing.com is, is the best site. Um, and uh, check your favorite dealers you know, and, and ask them. And if they don't, uh, we're really easy to to get some rods in there. Um, Tackle Warehouse always keeps the, the, every model we stock. They keep them in stock. So if, uh, if you need a rod really quickly, you can go to those guys. They will have it in stock and be able to get it to you. So. All right. Hey, Stan, thanks a lot for bringing Matt aboard. And, Matt, congratulations on staying one step ahead of Stan. That's <laughs> tough to do, you know. And congratulations on, you know, we've watched the evolution of the iRod here at Ron Real Radio. Congratulations on producing a great product and the hard work you put into it. Well, thank you very much for the support. It's always fun talking with you guys. And, Stan, I'll see you next weekend. <laughs> yeah, you will, buddy. We got one more of the big does on the go here, bud. So. We got the big bucks next week. Yeah, a little big bit bucks more next week. But that was fun. And, and, and it's fun being co-anglers of the year with you, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Matt Newman from My Rod and also... In competition with Stan Vandenberg for Angler of the Year for at one bass. Stan, good yep. job tonight. I want to appreciate you bringing Matt and everything like that. And man, it, it's so fun to be talking about great fishing, whether it's in the Eastern Sierras, off our local shores, or in the lakes. And I know uh, Rod and Real Radio brings it to you. I want to thank you for your help. It's my pleasure. You know, I, I live for this too. We're stuck with it. Now, <laughs> All can't, right. Can't do a thing about it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening tonight. That's about it. We want to thank Jr. at the AM540 Studios for pushing all the buttons right. Also, want to thank Ben Harvey. Ben Harvey came over and twisted one of the dials and knobs and got our ISD end-ups uh, running so that I could do a remote here from the beautiful Bally High Restaurant. Also, want to thank Jonathan. Jonathan stayed around, gave up a lot of his time so he could push the buttons. To make sure the machine is on, Jonathan, thanks a lot for doing that for us. And always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill Giesland, we also want to thank the fine folks here at the Bally High Restaurant for accommodating us. John Campbell put on a great event. Don't miss the International Yellowtail Derby next year if you can. It's a fun event, a lot of great prizes and great camaraderie with the fishermen here in Southern California. So, on behalf of all the people of Ron Real Radio, go out and get them. They're getting away. We'll see you on the water. 
we're out. <laughs>